from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. It's Wednesday. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. So, Ursula, uh, this morning, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, is this a slow news day? Oh today? gosh, no! <laughs> is there is there is there like too much? I think today's no, today today I'm scrambling. Are you I'm scrambling? scrambling because uh, I'm trying to pack as much information. That's, and what, it's I'm all just, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like a fire hose. I, look, as you're the news folks out here, I just you know sit back. But today's one of those days. I'm like, it's hard. What, what do I mean by hard? It is hard to get out and be able to tell you everything that's going on around here locally in three hours. But we're going to do our best to do it. Good morning, nurse. Absolutely. Well, coming up at 9:30 after Heather's newscast, Pierce County Sheriff is calling for an end to the catch and release of dangerous. Criminals. We'll give you details on that. And then coming up later in the hour, what do you think about shortening the work week to four and a half hours? Actually, later in the show, we'll talk about that. Four and a half days. Four and a half days, not four and a half. I'm not settling. (laughs) Okay, if you're not if you're not into five days and you think maybe four days won't work. There's a new proposal. Mm. I, I like it. Uh, our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line is 888-973-5476, Cairo. Let's get to it. Top stories of the day brought to you by Way Scar 40, Susu and Auburn. The wheels are literally coming off at Boeing now in the wake of that near disaster involving the midair blowout of a panel on one of its MAX 9 jets. The CEO of Alaska Airlines says their new in-house inspections found many problems, including loose bolts. We found discrepancies uh, on many of our airplanes. Meaning loose bolts? Loose bolts. It could be a missing cotter pin. Have you conveyed your disappointment, your anger to Boeing's top leadership about this? I'm more than frustrated and disappointed. I am angry. This happened to Alaska Airlines. It happened to our guests. It happened to our our people. In an interview with NBC, CEO Ben Minicucci says the near disaster on January 5th could have been prevented. He wants to know what Boeing is going to do now to improve their quality control programs. There's no doubt that Alaska received an airplane off the production line with a faulty door. And it could have cost your passengers their lives. Exactly. Okay, so there's so many angles, though, on this now, because now there's a whistleblower who claims that Boeing workers in Renton are responsible for that panel that flew off. Uh, The Seattle Times published this person's claims, which alleged that the panel had been removed for repair, then reinstalled incorrectly on the Boeing assembly line. And according to this whistleblower, Boeing's own records show that four bolts used to prevent that panel from sliding off the frame were not installed when Boeing delivered the airplane. So this... uh, purported Boeing insider says the 737 production system, this is a quote, is a rambling, shambling disaster waiting to happen. I wonder if there are a lot of current employees that right now are on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there are a lot of current Boeing employees are updating their resume. The CEO of Alaska Airlines says that he is frustrated and disappointed uh, because uh, the Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes that they had been flying have loose bolts. Ursula, is this the same plane that was grounded for over a year for some unfortunate and tragic uh, result? This is the same plane? 
the 737 Max, Max 9, 9 plane. Is this the same one, Chef? This is one same one down for a year. So the fact that this is happening and all of this is happening, and if, by the way, it feels like every single day we wake up since all of this is more and more and more. I wonder if this is it. I wonder if there's going to be something else that's going to come out. It's just something that I worry about. I'll just say to us one last thing. Boeing was considered the shining star of the aerospace industry, known for the quality control, known for the attention to detail, known for being the innovator in this space, Boeing second no, second to nobody. And now, unfortunately, I just think that this has become a situation where it's come up. So has how safety, does Boeing— has yeah. sa- has has safety been put over, you know, has profit been put over safety? Has that been a thing? Because I know a lot of times a lot of messaging that happens is sometimes for the stock prices and all those things. I mean, here we are today having this discussion. Thank you to Alaska Airlines for swiftly doing last week. They announced we are going to bring some of our employees over to Boeing so we can check things out. And this right now is the result. Don't know what to say, Arsene. Well, Boeing is responding by they're going to have a one day work pause at their Renton factory tomorrow, actually, so that employees, this is is a quote, can learn and focus on quality assurance. In an email, Boeing said it's going to be hands on learning, reflection and collaboration. Boeing commercial CEO Stan Deal says every worker who touches that airplane will have a chance to evaluate what they're doing, how they're doing it and make recommendations for improvement. The company's also hired a retired admiral to lead an independent review of Boeing's quality management system. Why did it take all of this to have these systems or to start looking for for these systems to be put into place? Boeing needs a culture change. People even within Boeing say it needs a culture change. Boeing needs a leadership change. The CEO of Boeing makes a ton of money, a ton of money. Um, I mean, and if the concern was for shareholders and profits over the safety of passengers, which Boeing says, you know, that's that's never been the case. But look at what has happened over the years, Um, whether it is, you know, starting from moving the headquarters to Chicago, then outsourcing a bunch of the work. Um, I mean, I know that there are listeners who work at Boeing. Many of our listeners work at Boeing. And some of them have reached out and said, it, it's, it hurts morale when these things happen. It absolutely does. But, uh, you know, what what is it going to take for them to finally realize, wait a minute, I mean, we have had, and, and maybe this is it. Right. Maybe this is going to be rock bottom. But how sad is that? I mean, and, 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 and quite frankly, the Alaska CEO said they had a guardian angel on that Alaska flight out of Portland. There were only seven empty seats including the one next to where that panel blew off, leaving that big gaping hole while they're up 16,000 feet in the air. I mean, it could have been so much worse. United Airlines now, their CEO, uh, he spoke in a separate interview with CNBC. He says they're now trying to look at a future of their fleet without the Boeing 737 MAX 10, which they'd ordered, but it's been put on hold while... You know, all these safety reviews are happening. Now they're looking like, wait a minute, we've also found loose bolts on our Max 9 planes. Do we even want to deal with this? 
It's it's unbelievable. Uh, you said there needs to be a culture change because and right that now, starts with leadership. and it starts with leadership. I just before we move on in this topic, if you want to see Boeing be better and you want culture change, does that mean that you are anti Boeing? Absolutely not. Okay, no, no, no. I no I, I, and, and in fact, I know that was a, a the rhetorical. No, question. no, no. Because no, I, I want to make sure. That everybody that is listening, as we're talking about this topic, and we're talking about things and being held accountable for certain specific actions, make sure you don't say that someone is anti-Boeing when they call out actions. So when we talk about any other topic, don't try to use the anti-this or anti-that when you call out a specific problem. And I agree with you what you're saying right now. And you said, how did we get to this point? I'll tell you how. In same way we got to this point in every other thing that we talk about, the continuation of having a certain opinion that the majority of people have and people are afraid to come out and, and talk. I'm saying that because when it comes to Boeing, we've had listeners on our show that have been texting in all the time, this, this, this. And of course, we don't bring that stuff to the air, but there is obviously a problem. I got some friends that work in Boeing, no doubt about it. They share some of the things that's going on. Boeing has a real problem, and they've had this problem for years. And I just wonder, have they been putting profit over safety? Well, uh, now we're going to find out. um, And thank God in this latest incident. I mean, just today, when I said wheels are coming off at Boeing, literally a wheel was coming off. A Delta Airlines Boeing 757 lost its nose wheel before takeoff. That's the latest. Uh, You know, that just happened. Like every day there's something new. Uh, And I I think for right now, Boeing is going to be under a lot of extra scrutiny. Former President Donald Trump added to his Iowa victory yesterday, picking up yet another win in the nation's first primary in New Hampshire. While addressing supporters, Trump made false election claims and threw more attacks at rival Nikki Haley. She had a very bad night. Despite her projected second place finish in New Hampshire, Haley is vowing to stay in the race. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. Okay, so she's turning her focus to next month's primary in her home state of South Carolina. She previously served there as governor. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott on CBS Morning said that he is supporting Trump since dropping out of the race, and he thinks Haley should drop out, too. The results speak for themselves. It wasn't just simply Iowa or New Hampshire. The numbers in South Carolina are even worse for Nikki. One more stop. Coming up, South Carolina, where South Carolina, where Nikki, you would assume, should go ahead and take care of that state because we don't. There's no way in the world that Donald Trump should probably win that state. Let's talk about real here in uh, New Hampshire. Nikki Haley, of course, didn't uh, win. She did get closer than a lot of people maybe expected because she continues to gain. Well, there's only also two candidates right now. Yeah. Um, I know something you said last week. You kind of. I'm taking back. Oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's was when I was going. Yeah. You said something last week, and you had a lot of uh, text messages comes on. But I want to talk about something. In the towns that have reported all or uh, most of their votes, and Republican turnout was twelve percent higher in two thousand and sixteen. Number one, and then and number two, I want to tell you that. Donald Trump did better than Nikki Haley in 154 of the 214 New Hampshire townships that reported the votes. Um, and it, her, his greatest support comes from uh, non-college educated voters. That's going on. And, and as a matter of fact, right. Haley won in, in the uh, home of Dartmouth College, 86 to 13 because of college graduates in that town. Right. Um the other thing, though, South Carolina's next, and the polls already show that she is trailing behind uh, Trump. So she sees a path forward. I don't think anyone else sees a path forward. So it's going to be Donald Trump. I mean, unless he ends up being convicted for something, and then then who knows? But it, 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 she, her her time on the campaign trail, I think, is going to be short. Here, although she's saying everything that she needs to say to continue, at least to get through South Carolina. Maybe there'll be a surprise. But uh, one of the things I said, I think it was last week, I said, I don't think that she would join. That was Monday. You said it. Okay, Monday. Mm -hmm. I'm still not sure that she would join uh, just because of what's being said today. Mm -hmm. But I won't say that it's impossible. You ever play Uno? Uh, no. You never, you never played Uno growing no, up? No. Uh-uh. Okay, well, Uno sometimes, uh, you, <laughs> you, got, you got you got your hand, right? Yeah. And then, so right now, I'm going to play a reverse card, right? Okay. And so I'm going to reverse some of the things that I said. Yeah. And I'm going to actually show you how you were actually right yeah. on Monday. I don't think Nikki Haley would join him either. As a matter of fact, I'm still holding on to one card. I think that Nikki Haley, when it's all said and done, will be the last person standing. There is no way. Now call me naive. You guys can remember this. Yeah. There's no way that the Republican Party, who's supposed to be taken serious in this country, is going to allow that man to be their candidate for 2024. I, I, I can't. I, I can't even. It's not even. There's no way possible that this I don't is, think this, this is going to happen. Academy Award winning stuff right now. No, I said it to Michael Medved a couple weeks ago, yeah. and I'll say it again. I really don't think that. I think that's why Nikki's going to stay. There's no way in the world that they can really. This is going to impact all of the other elections. <laughs> it's going to impact here You're for doing the some governor. Reverse psychology. Yeah, I, I told you I put the reverse <laughs> card down. I okay, put the reverse this, card we're, down. We're introducing something new to the G and Ursula show right now. <laughs> no, Every time we <laughs> pair off a Trump topic. comes to election yeah. in general, election yeah. news in general, it's going to be a, a, a bumpy road, 2024. And we just want to make sure that the G and Ursula show is going to be a place that you can go mm-hmm. and uh, still breathe, breathe mm-hmm. and relax, meditate. What do you think? I, I know. I know. <laughs> Every time we get ready to talk about any type of election stuff, you play that music, Jeff. I think that is great. <laughs> Fantastic. But I still, I still think that. I think you were right on Monday. I think Nikki Haley will end up being the candidate for the Republican Party. I mean, no, I actually said I didn't say she was going to be the candidate. I said that I don't think that she would join uh, Trump. Trump. Yeah, if she doesn't make the nomination. Well, you were you shocked at some of the nasty things he just keeps I mean, saying he about did, her? Yeah, we're going to get into that at, in the ten o'clock hour. Nasty. Okay. Yeah.
We're going to get into the 10 o'clock hour. Okay. Hey, uh, coming up next here on the Gene Ursula Show, the sheriff of Pierce County has an op-ed out right now. And I got questions. A few questions. And I'll ask those next. Gene Ursula. To the G and Ursula show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Wednesday morning. And there was a an op-ed by Pierce County Sheriff Ed Troyer that got your attention, G. And so I wanted to just uh, summarize some of it, and then I wanted to pick your brain as to to what um, got you a little ruffled up. I, I guess this morning. No, no, no. I'm not ruffled. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not frustrated or anything. I'm just going to respond to that nice op-ed. Oh, okay, okay. So he basically says that he is fed up with the catch and release of criminals, and he pointed to five different recent incidents that he felt didn't get much media coverage uh, just over the last three months where Pierce County Sheriff's deputies were either shot at or uh, they were threatened by suspects who had guns, who shouldn't have had guns, and all of them were known felons who were wanted on felony warrants. And uh, one of the things that he pointed out, he said, um, in his nearly 40 years as a police officer and his fourth year as Pierce County's elected sheriff, he is disheartened like no other time in his career. He says, uh, I'm fed up and tired of my deputies being shot at. I am. T- um, uh, he said that uh, it is time for Washington's destructive social experiment to end. Uh, lawmakers have prioritized criminals over victims and loosened laws and punishments. And he had a link to uh, uh, an article article that talked about these different restorative justice uh, programs. Uh, And he says, basically, the common approach now uh, in making bail decisions for repeat violent offenders, either they will eliminate bail or will reduce it significantly. Um, That's one of the many issues that he has with what's going on in the criminal justice system today, which he says emboldens criminals. Right. I, I, I agree. I agree with the sheriff of Pierce County. I am also not excited about what we have seen over the last three years or so about repeat offenders being out here that keep doing the same crimes. So I want to just say that we are on the same page. After me saying that, I also want to remind everyone that the truth never expires. Let me explain. Let's go back to September of 2022. Now, at this time, he was the sheriff of Pierce County, but for some reason, he's not doing any talking. As a matter of fact, this is the first time that he's really come out and talked in a long time. I'll get to that in a second. But then at the time, Sergeant Darren Moss, who was usually the one doing all of the talking, here's what he has to say about our people, the people's complaints about people coming back out on the streets. Because of these low staffing numbers, most misdemeanors and even some felonies do not mean jail time. And everybody will tell you that they do want people held accountable for the crimes they're committing. But if we don't have anybody willing to step up and fill these roles, we're going to have to continue to operate at a lower staffing level and a lower um, inmate housing, which is not going to be good for the community where we're going to see more booking and releasing. 
And then a month later, Ursula, in October of 2022, in the Tacoma News Tribune, there was a write-up about the shortage of correction deputies at Pierce County Jail. I looked it up. You and I talked about this. And then it also talked about how it left the facility in a staffing crisis during that time. Steve Jones, at the time, who's in charge, he then told the Pierce County Council that officers were, quote, getting wore out. Most of them are over 50 and having to work 16 hours a day. At that present time, downtown Tacoma, the the jails down there, the two buildings in downtown Tacoma were budgeted to hold almost 1,300 inmates. uh, And the population during that time, it was only 811. Then, after that, Pierce County Executive Bruce Danmeyer signed a three-year collective bargaining agreement with the Corrections Bureau that raised the hourly pay from $32.38 an hour to $42.08 an hour. Also, he told the News Tribune at that time he approved a sign-on bonus of $10,000 for new hires and $25,000 for corrections deputies at that time. So that was going on, and you got to say, okay, after a while, things started to get better. Notice we didn't get an op-ed about this during that time. So when people start saying about, oh my goodness, I can't believe, I can't believe, make sure you go and recall what they said about the problem and why that was going on. My next point, why do I think that this op-ed is coming out right now? A couple reasons. Number one, I think it's coming out because, guess what? Staffing is better. I'm willing to bet you, by the way, all you criminals out there, you're about to start getting locked up and you're going to stay in. You want to know why? Because right now, staffing is better. Applicants are probably through the roof right now. At the Sheriff's Department? Both. There. And and the Corrections Department. And the Corrections. So it helps to have the increase in the In the bonuses. Mm -hmm. And people leaving other places to come there because of those bonuses. That's number one. Number two, another reason why I think this op-ed comes out. Usually before an election, especially, let's just say, Troy is going to run for re-election, there's a blackout period, right? Let me explain. There's a blackout period from April April till about November, under Pierce County's ethic rules, a candidate running for re-election is prohibited from using county resources to communicate with the public during an election season. So it's it's a possibility that Troyer has to maybe get this all out before that happens. I want to also repeat, Troyer was, he was... uh, Sworn in November of 2020. Uh-huh. It is now January 2024. Well, it's funny that you say that, though. Funny that you say that because he actually mentions elections. Okay. What, oh, what he did? Yes. In the, um, yeah, he, he talked about, um, uh, I, I hope that, in, he says, in a state that is largely under one-party control, lawmakers have gone too far. Have they forgotten about victims of crime? I haven't. Our elected leaders must address what they've created, a criminal population who can reoffend and flee at will without fear. Uh, and then he goes on to say, what can be done about the violence? When is enough enough? Enough? In the 2024 election, voters will have their say, and your vote counts. All right. And again, he won't be able to do that in about April because there's a blackout period. Here's the last point that I want to make. 
We didn't hear a lot from Ed Troyer at the end of 2022 when this was going on. And we for sure didn't hear from him in 2023. I don't know if it was because... I was a little busy with a few cases. Well, taxpayers are going to be busy, too, because uh, Pierce County agreed to have to pay a half a million dollars of their tax money to settle a lawsuit brought on by a newspaper carrier over the 2021 controversial confrontation with the sheriff at the time. So... Timing is everything, Mm -hmm. but just make sure when you're talking about you're fed up, which a lot of people, all of us are fed up too, but don't forget that there was a time that you actually, let me remind you. Hold on. Because of these low staffing numbers, most misdemeanors and even some felonies do not mean jail time. And everybody will tell you that they do want people held accountable for the crimes they're committing. That's but if we don't have anybody willing to step up and fill these roles, we're going to have to continue to operate at a lower staffing level and a lower um, inmate housing, which is not going to be good for the community where we're going to see more booking and releasing. I just want the whole story to be told. Consistently, I don't want the people to get up in arms and walk away reading that saying, I can't believe nobody cares. First of all, everybody cares. Everybody, white, Thank black, you. left, right, everybody cares about criminals being out here on the streets. Let's get to why that is happening. Let's get to why the timing of different messages and where were you speaking and why didn't you write up anything at the end of 2022 and the entire 2023. Interesting that you speak now. Coming up next here on the G and Ursula show, we need to talk. I'm mad and I'm tired about something that consistently happens whenever somebody goes out to eat. Sometimes they do this one thing and it bothers me. I'll tell you what that is next. G and Ursula. show i gotta tell you on days like today ursula boy she loves it when there's a lot of news out there and there's a lot of news coming up at 10 o'clock we got some audio that's gonna make you take two to three extra sips of your coffee i promise you don't want to leave from this ursula you ready for that at yes. 10 o'clock yes okay. uh we do need to talk so have you guys heard of salt bay no the player that he kind of uh, puts his arm up in the air and he kind of drizzles the salt all over the food, all uh, <laughs> that kind of deal. Salt Bay. They call him Salt Bay. He's a celebrity steak chef. The guy with the little uh, black round glasses. Uh, Turkish, is he on Food slick Network? Back where, hair. Where, where would I see him? He became uh, Instagram famous he's, he's, in 2017. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. he's all over the place. Okay. You know, bow. You know what I'm saying? Where you, have you, I been? <laughs> he, he, he was in Vegas. Okay. That's what's uh, okay. So, <laughs> so he. Getting online blowback for posting a $108,000 receipt for just one meal at his Dubai restaurant last week. The diners enjoyed a luxurious gold-covered meat, including one filet mignon at $270 and three steaks at $1,390. They then washed those entrees down with some of their 
Now, Chef, is this the right word? Because I'm not going to say this if it's not. Don't say it. Some of the some of their four what? star four star martinis, one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. Two bottles of Chateau Petrus at a, a fifty three thousand nine hundred. Another bottle for seventeen thousand dollars. Five double glasses of the exclusive Louis thirteen cognac, neat at seventy five hundred dollars. And again, this bill came up to be a hundred and eight thousand dollars. And so they showed the receipt. Now there was a lot more to that bill. So here's the question, and I want to ask you: When you see someone post a receipt? As if to show, look how much we paid. I'm taking your question, Ursula. Do you think, wow, or do you think, what are you doing? The latter. I will generally think, I could have done a lot with that money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will generally think, okay, this is me just being petty and judgmental, okay? So excuse me for this, but... It doesn't make me impressed. I'm not impressed if someone shows a big bill like that. I I generally think uh, someone has low self-esteem or (laughs) feels like they have something to prove, has the Napoleon complex, something that they're trying to overcome by trying to impress people with something like, oh, gosh, look at how many how much money I can spend. My general feeling is. If you have a lot of money, if you are truly wealthy, you don't have this compelling urge to brag about it or or show people. Right. No, Kai. I'm not impressed. No, Kai, they didn't. Anyways, um, (laughs) Ursula, I'm with you 100% in what you're saying. And I like how you, you brought up the point. And I know you bring that up because you know some people that have a lot of money. And if there's one thing that I've learned about people that have a lot of money, I mean, like, like for real, a lot of money, they do their best to try to not show you. Exactly. They actually do the opposite. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of times you realize, oh, the reason they have a lot of money is because they're actually um, not just humble, but they they wouldn't blow their cash $100,000 right. on one meal. Right. And that's probably how they have accumulated that wealth is that, yeah. I mean, not to say that they don't do things that are ext- extravagant, right. but why do you, why do you feel like you have to show everybody? Right. And, and, and by the way, if you do spend a hundred thousand dollars on a meal, I'm not judging that. That's you. No, no, I'm being serious. If you want to, well, how it, many people were at this? Meeting? I don't I, see. That's what I'm saying. Don't know. Right. So if it's a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> I've seen the, the, the biggest bill that I personally have ever seen was in 2000. 2011, it was it was forty six thousand dollars. I told you that before. I told you that story. Was that in Seattle? That was in Vegas. Oh. It was forty six thousand. Okay, now, I can but see here, that. But, but, but here's my thing: if you want to do a hundred thousand dollar meal, cool. Telling everyone, showing a receipt for a hundred thousand, I think is I think is classless. It's classless because what you have done is is first of all, read your audience, read the majority of America. Yeah. The majority of America, all you just did was spit in their face. Yeah, some yeah. people would like that even for a, right. an annual income. Right. Now, Ursula, here's the test, Chef. Here's mm. the test: hundred thousand dollar bill. Ursula, you getting ready to pay for it? You've slapped that black card, the black MX card down. How much are you going to tip? Hundred thousand. Text in, y'all. How much you tipping? Eighteen <laughs> percent. 
So, Ursa, you, so, 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 uh, so 118,000. 118,000? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Chef, what you doing? $100,000 $100, bill. How much you going to tip? Nick, how much you going to tip? Give him a cool 20000 Zero dollars. There's zero chance. Look, man. Oh, my gold, gosh. Oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> gold leaf coated steaks? Yes. Dude, the only thing that's amazing about a gold leaf coated steak is the fact that you can have gold leaf coated turds. It adds nothing to this food. This guy is it, awful. It makes you feel opulent. No. And for some people, that's important. So Ursula said uh, 118000 she would give him <laughs> total. Uh, Nick, what are you giving? Cool 20. 20000 Chef, are you going to give any tip? To be honest, I've worked in places where servers get uh, get tipped twenty percent to crack open a two thousand dollar bottle of wine, and that's just nuts. That's nuts. It, look, here's my thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna make a big deal and you're gonna splash at a hundred thousand dollars, you got to splash for the for the server. A fool and his money. Fifty fifty thousand. Fifty. I mean, if you. I mean, look here. If if it's nothing to pay a hundred thousand dollars for a oh. meal. Then it's nothing to give the server fifty thousand for a tip. Fifty. That's just excessive too. So that's was the excessive meal. Excessive too. So was the meal. Yeah. But if you're gonna do yeah. it, do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay. All right. We get going. <laughs> Ursula. Okay. See you later. Uh, coming up next here on the G and Ursula Show, we got some uh, audio for you to listen to. Nikki Haley gets threatened. All kinds of stuff. We'll do that next. G and Ursula. 